You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White, an on-demand audio presentation of redpeachsports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. Good morning, North Louisiana. What up? How goes Aaron here in the Caldwell Banker Group One Realty Studio in West Monroe on this beautiful Friday? Come in here all fired up in a great mood, and Jake Martin just got to get under my skin. Hold on, hold in on. The pre-show meeting. Hold on. I was just about to say you are grumpy this morning. <laughs> well, you know how to push the right buttons, man. Okay. Well, let's carry this conversation on air then. Uh, yeah, we just had a discussion. I uh, just saw an awful announcing.com, one of my favorite uh, websites. Okay. That uh, the headline: Michael Smith reportedly leaving Sports Center Six. His last show will be Friday, March eighth, which I believe is today. Okay, and so how did I get under your skin? Uh, I was making the point. I said, certainly I will not miss him on that show or Jameel Hill. I never liked that show to start with. And I told you a month ago when I read Michael Smith's uh, quote in an interview where he basically threw ESPN under the bus and said that they were pushing the panic button and were giving up on uh, that show and basically said, uh, that him and uh, Jamil were being muted, and he, that frustrated the blank out of him and them. So then I told you about a month ago, I said, well, that'll be the end of Michael Smith. And sure enough, it was. But then I went back to the point, and I said, never underestimate, young whippersnapper, the platform that you have, whether that's Sports Talk 97.7 and how far we reach, or in my case, uh, KNOE, being one of the highest-rated TV stations in the country. Never underestimate what that gives you in terms of your voice being heard and, of course, the opportunities that that provides you. And then I went and said, listen, look at the people that have left ESPN, uh, Ryan Russillo, and what that Russillo has meant. Russillo's still with ESPN. Uh, all right. Well, he had an unbelievable opportunity. I mean, the show, he was carrying it, and I thought he was doing a fabulous job. And from what everything we understood, then they came to him or – he went to them after he signed his contract, and they stuck with him through some difficult times and wanted to kind of do some different things with him. And his explanation was it wasn't what he envisioned. So he basically now goes off and does this podcast thing. And he said, well, I love this show, this podcast, and I still get to hear him. I said, well, that might be fine. But the masses are not hearing that message. The masses, I think, are. I mean, you can. how easy is it to go to podcasts? He does it once a week. So it's not like it takes a whole lot of time, and it's like what an hour to two hours. It's like over an hour, so you get. So he basically wanted to be lazy or cut down his workload and have a better quality of life, which I understand. We'll just come out and say that. If that's the case, I mean, I can't speak. I don't know what else he's doing. I mean, we don't know. He could be doing other stuff. Well, he's not doing anything that's reaching the masses on a daily basis. No, he's well. No, he's not. That that I agree with. But you were coming at my boy Rusillo, and I, I had to defend him. I mean, I, I, liked I like what doing. I liked what they were doing. He's I thought a, him and Canel were fantastic. He's my favorite, but now really. I'm getting nothing. You're you're getting he, nothing because you don't know how to go to the podcast app and download his podcast. And it's just like you know, and you can't blame the the, the guys like Skip Bayless and you know I, I, Cowherd is certainly continues to What's make his that? niche. Okay. But then you leave ESPN, and then well, how are the ratings doing for Skip Bayless and that other show? Well, yeah, they they have? they're. they're not well, yeah. but, I mean, it's Skip Bayless. And I understand that he had success at ESPN, but yeah. I think people got tired of his stick, okay? Yeah. And and he doesn't have Tebow anymore to yeah. where that can 
you know, he can bring that to the conversation. And it was like back in the day when Tebow was around, you could just say the words Tebow and it would get ratings. Mm-hmm. Like people were just interested in that. You don't have that anymore. People were tired of him hating on LeBron. So I think Skip Bayless fell into mm-hmm. irrelevance. Mm-hmm. And that's good because he had, he had this whole gimmick the whole time where he said stuff that even he didn't believe. That's my point exactly. That's the way I feel about Russillo, not the fact that it was a gimmick, but I liked what he was doing, and now I don't think it's being heard, well, or at least I'm not hearing it. He, I don't, That's more I don't know how many people care about this conversation right uh, now, but he's he's so talented, and I, lo- I loved what he brought to the table that I will seek him out. Uh, I didn't seek out Skip Bayless. Are you going to seek out Michael Smith? No. Jamil Hill? No. No. I, I don't. I don't. I don't care for their opinions, really. I, I really think a lot of times, I think a lot of it just goes to people's heads and their egos getting the more inflated. That. They think they can just carry it. We'll see where Michael Smith ends up now. Yeah. But the writing was on the wall. Whenever we saw that quote, we knew, you know, it wasn't going to last long. Something was going to happen. I don't know. If Fox is trying to make a push at ESPN. Listen, they're, I mean, they're they're trying to – you know, re-up this UFC deal. They might even go after WWE mm-hmm. and try to try to compete. I mean, they Colin Cowherd, who used to make fun of wrestling, was at a wrestling event. That tells you right there that they're <laughs> trying to to get something, some kind of program to go at ESPN. So he could end up over there at Fox too. Mm. I didn't think we'd go down that road this early uh, in the show, but I could just. Jake got under my skin. I tried to make a point to the young whippersnapper, and he didn't listen. And I told Jake, if you believe that way, we'll just go do your own little blog and see how that plays out. And I don't have a name. I don't have a huge following to where that would work. I I think guys like Russillo do. All the reason why I wanted to bring this conversation on air is that was the only point I made was just, well, Russillo's doing a podcast now. It's still good. I I enjoy it. And you got super grumpy. I was like, (laughs) dude, it's Friday. Chill out. They gave Michael Smith and Jamil Hill everything they wanted. I mean, they literally gave them the golden time slot. Yeah, they did. They did. And what ever happened? I mean, what did they do with that? I mean, how long did that thing last? A year, too year long. and a half? <laughs> it felt like too long. I didn't like it because they were talking about movies and stuff. And, well, was, <laughs> well, and what was the idea you presented today? We were going to do our movie review again in the week. So no, but that's, that's called, We're hypocrites. No, 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 no. It wasn't a movie review. The thing where we take movie titles and okay. relate it to sports, that was what I suggested. So back off, you old grumpy man. <laughs> On a Friday morning, and it is a beautiful morning. I came in happy. I was like, man, it's Friday. I'm going to have a good weekend. All right. Well, maybe it was because of the results from uh, yesterday on the hardwood. Sure. Found something to blame it on. Uh, area teams, uh, this was not good. March sadness, not March madness. <laughs> <laughs> so, we, uh, who would have thunk it? It would be the Lady Tigers still in the hunt, uh, ULM men. And besides that, that's all we got left. Correct? Yeah. Uh, that's pretty much it. I'm trying to read these. We're getting tons of texts. Right. Should we just read the text sure. first and then get to it? All right. Oh, man. Lots of texts. So, Ruchi says, SEC 6, not so woke after all. <laughs> Jay says, if we went to podcast, we wouldn't hear you guys. Uh-huh. Exactly. Richie says, Aaron, there's no need to seek out other audio. You guys at 97.7, give us everything we need as uh, listeners. Richie with the love. He's sucking up to us. Oh, yeah. Quint says, I am still surprised that Jake did not have on his top ten list going to a Baby <laughs> Cakes baseball game. His listing to only be about baseball and doing things on a budget. That item 
meets both requirements with flying colors. <laughs> Baby cakes. Uh, and then Vito says, let's be honest. People may think a podcast is great, but as a general rule, the highest percentage of the public doesn't download podcasts. Yeah. So they are basically irrelevant to the masses. Vito is v- Team Dietrich. Vito is one smart dude. <laughs> Get, get he's, he's, the, just, he's as inclined with technology as I am. Look, I lo- I, I'm at a radio station. I love radio. I do, and I listen to the radio all the time. But also, you know, sometimes, you know, th- th- there are times in the day where a, sh- a program's on that I don't love. So what do I go to? Podcasts. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm, when I'm working, when I'm, when I'm doing something where I can just kind of, uh, where I can listen and also do whatever chore I'm doing. I like to, you know, find a podcast. I listen to several podcasts a week, but I also listen to radio too. Uh, tell me a podcast that you listen to that I will. Rosillo, okay, second. <laughs> um, One Shining Podcast, which is uh it's a Ringer podcast, college basketball, mm. um, NBA show for the Ringer. I listen to a lot of Ringer stuff. Ring, I, I really like their their podcast. They have an NBA show that's really good. I also listen to um, Bill Simmons. That's kind of what's coming to my head. Right but now. he says funk, yes. Well, I was playing off Fink. Yes, I understood what I was doing there. Uh, who would have thunk it that we just have one uh, late textures and, of course, two with the ULMN still in the hunt for championships. You look at yesterday's results. Where do you want to start? I think we have to start with Conference USA and the men's tournament. Knew it would be an uphill battle for the Duncan Dogs versus an old Dominion team that's now won 25 games. But, boy, Tech men put up quite a fight last night, but ultimately they fall 62-58. This one stings on several different fronts. First of all, a loss, game you're right in there, have an opportunity, uh, contested layup there with Derek Jean could have maybe changed the outcome of this game. But second of all, what is taking place in Conference USA with one of the big heavyweights going down? Yeah, and we'll get to that in a second. But back to this game, this game was tight, man. They were The dolls came to play. And uh, like you said, that Derek Jean layup, that could have tied the game with just a couple seconds left. And uh, then Old Dominion hits a couple more free throws and, and secures the victory. But Old Dominion gets to the line 18 times. How many times have we talked about this? And Tech gets to the line five times. Mm. That's happened several times this year. And so ultimately when you have that kind of discrepancy at the free throw line, it's tough to win those games. Six ties, ten lead changes in this one. Ultimately, though, the dogs fall. They finish the season 17-16 and 16 overall later in the show. We'll get into whether or not this was a disappointment for Eric Conkle's team, the year in general. Okay. Also in the conference, and I made reference to it, Middle Tennessee, the huge favorite to win this thing, get a a bid, and, of course, now we'll see whether or not they get an at-large bid. They were the favorites. Now you look at it, it's wide open after Southern Miss takes them out of the tournament. Right, so that on that part, it's it's, it's very disappointing for Tech because, like you said, it, it seems to be wide open now with them falling. But if you look around college basketball, now some bubble teams are starting to panic a little bit because a lot of people will presume that Middle Tennessee would win this tournament and get that automatic bid. Now that they've lost, are they going to take up another spot and then you know another team gets the automatic bid, which would – there seems to be what's Middle Tennessee's RPI? It was somewhere around the thirty something. Yeah, but I was kind of, I was looking up at the resume and they're zero and three against top fifty teams, which didn't seem right because I thought their RPI was very strong. Um, but that said, I think uh, Lenardi is still projecting them to get in. Hmm. 
it's, it's going to be tight, but I think he's still projecting them to get in. So what that means is you had about three spots open in this tournament, and if they get in, then that's only two spots remaining for teams like Alabama, Louisville, UCLA, all these bubble teams. So I think if you're one of those schools, you're starting to panic a little bit going, uh-oh, this is not what we needed. Uh, Lady Texer is also the number three seed in the Conference USA women's side. They fall 76-69. Story of this game with the Mean Green is a number six seed. Uh, they were deadly from the free throw line, 25 of 28 on the game. The biggest stat down the stretch, they were clutch at the charity stripe. They made 13 of 14 free throws in those final two minutes. Did not allow the Lady Texers to get back into this thing, or at least were able to seal the deal for the Mean Green. Also, uh, yesterday, and Jake was paying close attention to it, uh, LSU, uh, they postseason play. We'll have to wait and see. You would have loved it. I got a text as soon as LSU ends. Uh, Tigers postseason March continues. Get ready for Vegas. But then again, that tournament has been uh, closed, right? Tournament's no longer in existence. Wait, wait. I've not followed. Another uh, LSU hater, just basically about their postseason opportunities. I get opportunities. it. No, what, what tournament was in Vegas? You remember they used to have that little Vegas tournament. There were six or eight teams in it. Yeah, completely washed that out of my yes. mind. Uh, no, they're still in play for the NIT. Um, but this was a little bit of a shot because I thought they matched up well against Mississippi State. They they still do, and they made a run at it in the second half, but Mississippi State was on fire. They couldn't miss from three. They made their five first three-pointers, and they just kept hitting them. And really, Tremont Waters was special. He ended up with 28 points, but he didn't have much help at all. In the first half. Brady Rochelle, I'm amazed at how he's emerged in the yeah, last uh, couple of games. Yeah, he's going to be a player. He's going to be a player. Former Nacket Essential uh, player yeah. that we saw a lot of. He's starting to get it. He doesn't really have a jump shot, um, but he is just a tenacious player. And he's he's active on the boards. He gets a lot of offensive rebounds. He's going to be a good player. But um, in the first half, Waters did so well, and then the rest of the LSU combined for 6 of 22. I mean, nobody else could, could make a shot, it seemed. And uh, in the second half, they were down by like seven and went to five guards and actually made a run at it. And Tremont Waters hit a deep three with eight seconds left to bring them within one, but they couldn't they couldn't do anything with it. So now it's down to uh, the U of men. They will play Georgia Southern tonight. I went on Georgia Southern's uh, website and got a nice rundown and a breakdown of this matchup for tonight. Shade. Throw that shade, Aaron. Yeah, well, I'm just saying. I mean, that's, wanna, that's where I have to go to get my information. It's true. It's true. Yeah, I know. I get it. Uh, ULM men versus Georgia Southern also have the Grambling women in the uh, SWAC semifinals. They're looking to advance to the championship game for the second year in a row. That's the wrap-up from last night in college hoops. Yeah. Tough night. It was, it was also tough in high school. I mean, it was – well – Let's take a timeout. Let's first okay. get to what's in the, the starting lineup brought to you by Louisiana Pain Care. The starting lineup. Are you crying? The starting lineup. Are you crying? Starting lineup. Are you crying? The starting lineup. There's no crying. Let's get to the starting lineup. Hodgepodge, really a buffet of topics today. Tony Antley, uh, Shooter's head baseball coach, will join us at 730. Great honor for him last night as they named the field out there after him. Well-deserved honor with 572 career wins, 28 years, 28 seasons at that school. He'll join us at 730. Uh, we look forward to high school basketball championships, a number of games. We've got, uh, what, uh, four teams still in the hunt for championships? Three, maybe. 
Through you got Rayville, no, Simsboro, Summerfield, and Summerfield. Four teams still nine, including Simsboro. Tigers head coach Josh Brown will join us at 8 o'clock. Uh, looking forward to a big weekend of college and high school baseball and softball. Big tournament taking place. Tim Whitman, Washtaw's head coach, will join us at 8.15. At 8.45, our weekly conversation with Joey Trappe. All right, should we sing Kumbaya at this break and kind of? I'm good, man. You're good. I'm good. I made my points. Okay. All right. Well, you you, you go out on the street and you hoot and holler, and we'll hear what kind of platform you have and who hears you. I just you don't, don't understand. take this station for granted. I don't understand why you got so upset. Like, it's 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 one man's choice to lessen his workload. Okay, <laughs> he's still being heard. It's not it's not a big deal. Maybe that's why I'm grumpy because of my workload. <laughs> yeah, you need a nap. Well, maybe we'll get you to take a nap on this short break. Eight 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 nine nine three seven seven six two. We're back after this. We'll talk some high school hoops. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing. With Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whatever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream. Live to drive. Hooters, you can watch the tournament with all your buddies. And when your buddies are the world-famous Hooters girls, there's always plenty of ice-cold beer and our new smoked wings that are nothing but net. Hooters girls know plenty about basketball, but we really know the fans who live for it. So come in and catch all the games with your whole crew and try our new smoked wings. Marinated overnight, then smoked low and slow. That's a whole new take on our craveable wings, and they may be our best ones yet. Hooters! You work hard to recruit the best talent for your business, so you know today's candidates want perks they can enjoy every day. Give them the healthy, active office culture they're looking for with Veridesk Standing Desk Solutions. The new Veridesk ProDesk 60 Electric is a commercial-grade electric standing desk that lets you sit or stand with the touch of a button, and it assembles in under five minutes. To learn more about the ProDesk 60 Electric, visit veridesk.com radio. That's V-A-R-I-Desk.com slash radio. Hi, I'm Lieutenant Governor Billy Nungesser. Louisiana is more than just a place to visit. It's our way of life, and that means being outdoors. Join the nearly 2 million people who camp, bike, paddle, and hiked our state parks last year as we invite you to do the same. Every corner of Louisiana has something to offer. From the world-class fishing at Toledo Bend to paddling at Fountainwood to exploring the ancient mounds at Poverty Point World Heritage Site. So fill up your car and staycation right here in our home, Louisiana. Grab another cup of coffee and keep tuned to the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward, Toyota of Ruston. All right, Jake, here's what's on the horizon for today. we got a Summerfield squaring off against Simpson for a state championship. That one is slated to tip off at noon, followed up by Delhi versus White Castle. Two other teams still in the hunt for a championship. Simsboro versus Zawali is going to be brunch with the Tigers. They're scheduled to tip off at, what, 10 a.m. tomorrow morning. Wake up early, Tapes. And then at noon, uh, have Ravel versus North Caddo. Let's get into what we saw yesterday down in Lake Charles. I guess we'll start with the Ravel. 
average margin you had it at uh, 25, 25 points throughout the uh, postseason for the through the first three games. They had uh, won by an average margin of 43. This ain't going to help your average. No, and I should have did the average before we got on today. I'll do that. Uh, Red River was game. They came to play against Ravel. They put up a, a huge fight against the Hornets, but ultimately Ravel does win 73-69. to 69. Uh, As we see a lot of times in these tournaments, you're depending on the, the long ball. Sometimes it'll come back to bite you. Yep. Uh, Ravel, 5 of 28 from three-point territory. It happens so often. It just don't shoot well in these arenas. But um, Malik Wilson was fantastic. He was outstanding. There was a moment in that game where, you know, they were going back and forth. It was like a two-point game down the stretch. And Malik gets a gets a steal and, and races ahead. And normally, you know, when it's a tight game like that, when, when a team isn't just dominating like we used to see in Ravel dominate, I, w- I would anticipate like a, just a layup just to make sure you make that basket. Man, he skies through the air and dunks it with mm. ease. And the way he did it, it was just like, oh, yeah, this guy's special. He ended up with 26 points, 12 rebounds, and five assists in that win. Well, Malik, of course, uh, projected as the top junior in the state. A lot number of schools after him, number of schools flirting with him, including LSU. number of local schools won him badly, including uh, Louisiana Tech. Malik ends up with uh, 26 points, 12 rebounds. He was one of five players on uh, Ravel's squad that was in double figures. You look at the overall stats, uh, Damon West really shortened his bench in this ball game. Basically, uh, just uh, five, six players getting uh, playing time or seeing substantial playing team time yesterday versus Red River. All right, you want the average? Yeah. 34.5, mm. still over. Mm. Well, you look now, they play a North Caddo team they're very familiar with. Last year, Rabel uh, knocked them off 62-56. to 56. North Caddo features a talented player by the name of Thomas, though. He's averaging 23 points, 14 rebounds, uh, big numbers for him. They're going to have their hands full. But uh, Rabel, uh, it wasn't pretty, but they do advance on. They are now 30-0 and 0 on the year. Yep. You'll hear from Damon West a little bit later in the show. We got a clip from him. All right, then after that ball game, we had Washita, of course, looking to advance to their first state championship game or win their first state championship since 2009. We looked at this matchup with Landry Walker, and we could certainly tell this had the potential to be exciting with these two different styles or the same style that they play matching up against each other. Yeah, it, they matched up well against each other. They both play that man-to-man aggressive defense. And so I was anticipating a great game. We got a great game. I mean, Washita and Landry Walker – it went back and forth. It was a seesaw battle up until the very end. And uh, Washtenaw actually led with a couple minutes left. Landry Walker retakes the lead. They go up by six at one point, And then Elijah Hall hits a three to bring Washtenaw within three. Um, and then with six seconds left, Washtenaw was able to get a steal and, and make a couple free throws. Paul King made those free throws. He was huge in that game, had 20 points. Um, but unfortunately, Landry Walker was able to to seal the deal and win that one 60 to 57. Mm. So Washtenaw season comes to an end. A great season, but uh, come a little short against Landry Walker. The other storyline in 5A, Natchitoches Central gets hammered. Gets hammered, you're right. Got absolutely obliterated by Walker. Uh, I don't have that final in front of me, but I believe it was like 20 points, like a 20-point win for Walker. So now you get Walker versus Landry Walker in the finals. Walker going after, I believe, their first ever state championship. Oh, wow. 
You know, we look back at Natchitoches Central, not to pile on the Chiefs, but I think the couple times that we saw them play, Jake, and we mentioned it on the show, they just didn't look and feel like the top team in the state. No, they had really good guard play, though. And so with with 5-8, with the split being how it is, I still felt like they had a good chance of winning it all with their guards, with their veteran guard play. But you're right. I mean, they were lacking some some height. And, and if the team was able to um, take advantage of that, then you know that, that was obviously going to bring them some troubles. And, of course, uh, it sounded like they had a pretty cold shooting night as well. You look at it, uh, 12 state championships up for grabs and just four teams from uh, this area playing for titles. Not exactly a banner year, which is something we have said uh, a, lot. a lot this year. A lot. It's been a rough year. Um, has not been ideal. Hopefully, you know, baseball and softball can kind of pick it up. But, uh, yeah, we're kind of stumbling down, down the stretch here. Uh, other headlines that we may have missed in the first segment of the Pels have that 10-game winning streak. They put it on the line this weekend versus the Wizards. Do see news that uh, Anthony Davis remains doubtful day-to-day. for this game. Yeah, and he's still day-to-day. But um, <clears throat> one thing I did see is sounds like they are filling up. They are selling tickets like crazy. People want to see the Pelicans uh, beat this record. They tied the record with their last one at 10 straight in a row. 11 would break the franchise record. They should. I saw a tweet yesterday, maybe like uh, 1,200, 1,300 tickets still remaining for this game versus the Wizards. They should sell it out. They should. I hope so. Uh, But, yeah, they play the Wizards at 7 tonight. And I I wanted to get some more college basketball news real quick. Michael Porter Jr. made his return yesterday, and it felt like for for Missouri, a future lottery pick. And projected as he was either coming into this year the number one or number two freshman in the class. Yeah. Of course, Missouri was counting on him heavily. Everybody was excited to see this kid play. He was going to be one and done. He goes down early with an injury, and then you look at this, and he comes back for the tournament. You're thinking, wow. Well, first of all, you, you go, I guess it's instinct to go, why? Why are you playing? Why are you risking your future? And then you have to remind yourself, kid wants to play he yeah. wants to he wants to win for missouri and uh he wants to compete in st louis which it felt like a home game for missouri as you as you'd imagine but what was cool was they didn't start him against georgia yesterday they brought him off the bench and the place went crazy mm-hmm. it was really it was a really cool moment unfortunately he didn't have a great game he had a lot of rust he was five for 17 and finished with 12 points and georgia with deontay mayton the player of the year was able to win that one 62-60. So Michael Porter and Missouri got bounced early in the SEC tournament. And the other headline from the SEC tournament was Colin Sexton. Alabama versus Texas A&M. A&M just beat Alabama, and so we knew this was going to be a tight battle, and it was back and forth. And <clears throat> with Alabama playing for a chance to get into the tournament, into the big dance, they needed to win this game. They're still in the bubble, by the way. But uh, Colin Sexton goes the length of the floor and gets the, the floater to fall uh, right as the buzzer sounds. And here's the sound from it. The tide only has 4.4 seconds to work with. Key will trigger it in. He'll run the baseline. Sexton gets it. Three seconds. Two. Sexton at one. The win. It's good. It's good. It's good. Colin Sexton made the Colin Sexton may have saved the season for the Tide. 
That's good. Courtesy of the Alabama Radio Network. That's really good. That is good. That is good. That's March uh, Madness. That's good stuff. Yeah. I, oh, I love this time of year, man. It's starting to heat up. You got Duke, UNC tonight. It, it's it's a good time right now. Let's take a timeout. Coming up next, uh, Shooter Take. Coach Tony Antley will join us as he received a big honor last night. The morning drive continues after this. You can hit us up at 888-993-7762. We're back after this. Brad Parker and his wife, Leah, opened the Iron Cactus in Calhoun, Louisiana on July 12, 2010, and has made Iron Cactus into a one-of-a-kind restaurant and, in my opinion, the best Tex-Mex in the area. They now have a second location at 428 Desired Street in Monroe. Iron Cactus offers a family-friendly environment that's open for lunch and dinner and also has an array of platters for your catered events. Every time you visit Iron Cactus, you'll find a dedicated and grateful staff with a commitment to deliver the best Tex-Mex, along with the fresh ideas that will make you want to come back again and again. They pride themselves in using fresh food to meet your expectations of a delicious dining experience, and they look forward to serving you in a simple cantina setting. What's better than the Iron Cactus fajitas? Eating them with a margarita, obviously. They are so excited to announce they are now serving your favorite margaritas, wine, and ice-cold beer in downtown Monroe. 428 Nazir Street, Monroe, and 1304 Highway 80 East in Calhoun. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing. With Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whatever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream. Live to drive. Good morning, Louisiana. This is the Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward, Toyota of Ruston. Welcome back to the show on this lovely Friday morning. Aaron and Jake hanging out here in the Caldwell Banker Group One Realty Studio in West Monroe. Look forward to a big weekend in the sports world. A lot of different things going on, including some high school baseball. Let's talk a little high school baseball with one of the deans of the sport in Northeast Louisiana. Tony Antley from Shooter and High joins us on the Stuart Shelby State Farm Hotline. How are you doing this morning, Coach? Great, Aaron. Nice to talk to you this morning. Yeah, congratulations. I was talking about it earlier in the show. Name in the field after you out there at Shooter. And uh, what kind of honor is this for you and your family? Well, it's a very humbling honor, to say the least. Uh, you know, I don't. I don't think I'm worthy of, of something like that. And of course, uh, it didn't happen with just me uh, having good players come through, uh, a great great parents that just worked and uh, helped me complete anything that needed to be done and did some things on their own too, uh, to make this a better place. And then the support of this community and our uh, the parish, uh, the school system that always seems to you know give us everything that we could possibly need. Uh, it's just a, a group team effort. Uh, it's not just me by any means. Uh, over 570 career wins, four state championships, four runner-ups, been there 28 years. Do you remember the first game? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, all, you always remember those. Uh, that was way back in 1991. And uh, I thought, Lord, what, what have we gotten into? I had a couple of good players uh, that had returned from the – a year before, actually, Mr. Crawford uh, 
who hired me had went to the state championship game that, that year before. And I think I had two returning players, and other than that, it was a lot of kids that hadn't hadn't even played a whole lot of summer ball. So yeah. it, it was a little trying experience there to begin with. But uh, you know, those guys worked really hard, and we we got into the second round of playoffs. It, it was all good. Did you win that first game? Yes, we did. We did. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, <laughs> like I said. It was to me. It wasn't the quality of baseball that we have in this day and time. I, mean, I just think baseball okay. in North Louisiana has has gotten much better <laughs> as the the years have went on. I think we all know that, and there's a lot more uh, expectations with these guys playing uh, most of the year now. And so it, it, it's just better baseball now than it was at that day and time. Coach, if somebody would have told you 28 years ago on that first game that you'd be there 28 years later, would you have been shocked? Oh, yeah. Uh, I had Honestly, at that point in time, uh, my college advisor had said, you got to go to Texas. You don't make any money. And, you know, I thought about that. That was, that was something that I thought I would do or that I would, you know, want to coach at a, a bigger school. I think everybody that starts out at that point thinks, you know, I want to be a 5A coach or I want to be a – a coach on a college level somewhere, and I had the same aspirations at, at that time. And then as things went on here, it just it, I knew it was home. You know, I, I live about seven miles from the school, and it, it was just a great place to be. At what point in your tenure did you did that you come to that, that uh, maybe the grass isn't greener on the other side and I can make this program to being one of the best in the state? Uh, well, honestly, I – I had uh, a couple opportunities to go to different schools, it, even in the Washita area and, and back over towards Shreveport. Uh, one of them was actually in uh, basketball, and uh, just over these years, uh, you know, as, as you get com- uncomfortable, uh, I'm just one of those guys when I'm, I'm comfortable and, and things are going well. I don't see any need for a whole lot of change at that point, and and then you, you see. Uh, as kids come through, the good things that, that happen, like, uh, you know, probably the, the best thing of the whole night last night was when these guys that I coached years ago were walking back up with their, their families, their wives, and, you know, their little boys holding their hands, or uh, one was holding his, his newborn little girl, and, you know, that that's the things that matter, uh, is seeing that, you know, you're, you're part of their life that, uh, that's going to go on for a long time. Coach Antley, you talked about the quality of baseball has improved since 28 years ago. Has your coaching style had to change and evolve as you've went along? Oh, yeah. They, all the old ones believe that I, I just got way too soft from what I used to be. <laughs> and, and I think that's, that's probably true, but, you know, it, it dictates that in this day and time. Um, and, yes, I mean, you're, you're always looking for something new, or I am anyhow, when I – go to a coaching clinic we went back in january to the louisiana baseball coaching clinic in baton rouge and you know we, we picked up a couple of things there i that's what i'm always looking for something i know they hadn't recreated game we do it all you know we still hit and throw and catch and that's the basis of it but anything that these guys can understand uh, and that you know we understand their attention spans not as long <laughs> sometimes as it, it it needs to be and uh, so we got to be creative on keeping them involved. And yes, I, I think over the years that I, I've, I've evolved into that and understood that you know a lot of times you need a pat on the back, not a kick in the butt. Sometimes. Shooter and head coach Tony Antley joins us on the Stewart Shelby State Farm Hotline after they named the field after him out at the school. 
Uh, you can be honest with us. Did you get a little emotional last night? Yeah, uh, of course. Uh, I think I did. Last Thursday was when uh, Mr. Bill said Miss Bastion, our, our superintendent and superintendent, had come in and shared that that's what they were going to do. And, you know, I think it started from that point and it never stopped up to last night. And But, yeah, just like I said, seeing those people walk in the gate last night that I'd coached and had been a part of the program and some of the, even the parents that had done so much work on that, uh, that field and, and this with this program it, it really touched my heart um and then when my family was out there you know that, that's another part my, my mother and father are still alive and mm. you know they were such a huge part of it um my wife who just has been phenomenal through the 28 years of coaching baseball and basketball doing raising two boys uh, and then my oldest son who actually played for me for four years got up and spoke last night and that was that was probably the toughest thing you know the, mm. Uh, because that was probably the four years, four best years of my career was having him out here with me. Obviously, you still got a lot of victories and championships to win, but uh, it's going to put a little pressure on you now when opponents come in. They got an opportunity <laughs> to not only beat Shooter, to beat the guy that the field's named after. <laughs> yeah, and that, that'll start to, uh, today and tomorrow. With uh, you know, We got a tournament going on. It started last night. That's what kicked it off. And, uh, you know, we got some tough opponents picking come we we'll probably play the we'll play the winner between Pickin and Delhi Charter that play tonight. Uh, and Pickin's sitting there undefeated in class B and were ranked fifth last year, uh, ahead of us actually. And so yeah, there's there's gonna be some, some tough ball games coming up. I think listeners are always curious. They always say football is king in this state. What's it like playing or coaching at a school where you don't have football and of course these other state uh, these other sports are thrust into the spotlight? Well, and, and that's a good question because I love high school football. Uh, I actually, you know, I participate on your uh, picks every Friday night. Uh, I enjoy that. And I, uh, I, my son is a freshman at Ruston High. My youngest son is at Ruston High now. And he's playing football. And so I've got season tickets to go watch them and, and enjoy it. But uh, it is different. You know, it's uh, the mentality of, of weightlifting and training. It, it's a little different here. Uh, where we, we we push for that and, and probably don't get quite as much. Uh, I know we don't run into some of the problems that with, with football season carrying over, but uh, we still got a lot of sports going on that uh, that we have to work together. So it, it, it's a, it's good and bad. Uh, like I said, I, I enjoy the high school football. Yeah, and for the record, you're very good at the picks. Uh, you won a couple times. You ever wear that ugly green uh, t-shirt around? Oh yeah, I've got I've got it hanging in my closet, and I, I wear it. Um, I appreciate that greatly. Uh, Coach, tell us a little bit about this year's squad. What's it going to take for you guys to make another run and perhaps bring uh, the fifth state title back to Shoeman? Well, we, you know, we've got we got some good arms. I've got all my arms back from last year, and uh, and boy, they uh, the top two guys uh, are seniors, Clayton Allen, and Logan Valley, and they're throwing really well. Um, our defense has, has stood up to the test most of the time, and we're just getting some guys in some positions. Um, it's going to be our hitting right now. We, we, we really struggled at the plate, you know, coming out of the gate here, and uh, we face some quality pitchers. So uh, we're, we're anxious to, you know, get into our class and uh, see if we can put some of these things together. Uh, but I think that's probably going to be our biggest thing. If we can get our bats going, get some offense going, uh, be able to create some runs, uh, it, it, we'll, we'll be able to make a little run here. 
Coach, congratulations on the honor. Well-deserved. We certainly appreciate the time, and uh, we'll see you here in a couple of weeks as you guys make another run at a title. All right, Aaron. Thank you so much. Shooter and head coach uh, Tony Allen. Pretty cool. Naming the field after him last night. Very, very cool. Jonathan says, I remember when I was a student in his class 27 years ago. Mm. And my computer froze, though, so I can't read any more text. Says the same uh, humility. I'm hearing this AM from Tony Antley that I heard way back then. Good stuff. Well and done. Hogan says, how about them? Halls got Florida today. Tough match. And he says, I think LSU will make the NIT. Mm-hmm. And Shane says, go Tar Heels. Beat that other nasty blue team. Hmm. Speaking of uh, baseball, and we'll get into some high school baseball news and notes here in a second. College ranks, this is a, a busy weekend. Not exactly, uh, you would say, attractive matchups, but still very important in terms of just keeping things rolling along. Sure. We start with uh, ULM versus uh, Stephen F. Austin. I went on Stephen F. Austin's website and got some information on this matchup. <laughs> uh, Stephen F. Austin is 1-10 overall. Their first victory came against uh, Texas Southern in their last matchup. ULM, of course, looking to bounce back from that loss to Louisiana Tech over this uh, during a midweek game. ULM, uh, another opportunity this week to win a weekend series and perhaps get a sweep against Stephen F. Austin. Yes, um, but you told me before the show, to re- Tech is going to play Houston Baptist. Oh. <laughs> you told me to remind you to tell a story that you probably shouldn't say on air, <laughs> but you want to tell it on air anyway. Uh, we have told it before, and actually we had Wade Simino on the show to tell a portion of it, so I guess we're it's fair game. Okay. All right, so they're scoring off against Houston Baptist, and I believe this is the right uh, program, and I believe it actually happened the last time Tech played Houston Baptist. It was back in uh, 2009. So there have been a number of, a number of uh, knuckleheads that have come through this market. And, of course, uh, full disclosure, I've had a few work for, with me. But, of course, the other guys across the street have had a lot. Well, they had one guy, and uh, he used to play at uh, Houston Baptist. So, and he'd been to a number of uh, – Hold on. This is a, a, a broadcast? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he had, he had played at Houston Baptist. So, obviously, he knew the game pretty well. He knew the coaching staff from there so he had a lot of different ties well he took it upon himself uh before they were going to play a series against louisiana tech to kind of draw up a little bit of a scouting report okay on louisiana tech okay not so, not uh so he's jotting down some notes and uh he sends it to his buddy or former coach there at houston baptist mm. ah so you would, you know, it's so unethical. To oh, so unethical. So unethical. But you would think nobody would ever know besides the people at Houston Baptist, correct? No, not the case. Everything gets out. All right. Well, it really gets out if you take that scouting report and you just leave it in the dugout after the series is over. So then the dogs are going through the dugout, and this is, from what I understand, coaches, this happens a lot of times where they'll go through and they'll just clean things out. And we right. got to pick up the trash anyway. Sure. So guess what they stumbled across? The scouting report. Yeah, and it had his name on it. Oh, I was just about to ask how did they know it was from him. <laughs> oh, what a, what a doofus. What a doofus. On so many different levels, man. It's wrong. It's wrong, and it's idiotic. Yeah. Never leave a paper trail. <laughs> so, yeah. what, I know you got a lot of follow-up questions. I've got a lot of follow-up questions, but my most important one is, what was the fallout of that? How did, how did uh, media it, members, and of course, we had to pay for it. We weren't allowed near the uh, Louisiana Tech dugout 
for the remainder of the oh. year, and I think going into the next year too. Oh man, yeah. how was Wade uh, like after that? Uh, we brought it up to him a couple of years. When we get him back on the show uh, here next week or so, we'll bring up the story again. <laughs> Obviously, he was furious. Oh, I could see him now. And, and the, the thing was, it was back when uh, Dooley was the AD. Yeah. Double D. I don't know if he cared anything besides about himself or the football program, let alone the baseball program. So they should have brought the hammer down. Sure, yeah. I mean, you talk about you could revoke the credentials. Yeah. But nah, just let it kind of ease away. Just kick him away from the dagger. But I do remember Wade a couple of years ago when we brought it up to him. He said, it was actually a pretty good scouting report. <laughs> That's good. But man. when you start talking about unethical things people do in this business, that's got to go right to the top. Right to the top. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you can't do that. That's that's unbelievable. I, I never thought, you know, the whole – it kind of reminds me of the Wake Forest, which is completely different, but the Wake Forest situation that happened a couple of years ago with yeah. the radio guy leaking stuff yeah. to the other team and yeah. heading them scouting reports. Mm. Uh, Full disclosure, good thing he's not in the business anymore. Yeah, that's very good. Yeah. And we're still now allowed somewhere near the Louisiana Tech dugout. So things have changed a little bit. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> 888 the Stuart Shelby State Farm Hotline. Story time continues after this. Whether you have a sports or an orthopedic injury, nagging low back or neck pain, work-related injury, or even vertigo, get the care and treatment you need at Legacy Outpatient Therapy Services. LOTS has been a reliable health care provider for Ruston and the surrounding communities for over 15 years. Give Chase Patterson and his team of skilled therapists a call at 318-255-9601 or visit our website at LegacyRehab.net. LOTS, official partner of Louisiana Tech Athletics and your home for trusted therapy solutions. Powered by Legacy Rehabilitation. Hey, I'm Bo from Bacchus True Value Bass Pro Retail Outlet. We have all your rifle and pistol gear right here in town. Come see our selection of firearms like Colt, ARs, Remington Shotgun. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing. With Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whatever you want, at RonnieWardToyotaOfRuston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit RonnieWardToyotaOfRuston.com. Drive your dream, live to drive. The Morning Drive, sponsored by BOR, Bank of Ruston, now in Monroe. Your investment property, business, and home loan specialist. Come see BOR at our new location, 2450 Tower Drive in Monroe. Or call us at 812-BANK, B-O-R. We are your Monroe Banking Center. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Let's get back to the sports on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston. Welcome back to the morning drive. Uh, we got to finish up our little college baseball uh, preview there. We mentioned uh, ULM traveling to Stephen F. Austin this weekend. Louisiana Tech playing host to Houston Baptist. First time they're scoring off against 2009. Uh, tonight against the Houston Baptist squad is 5-8 and eight on the year. The Dogs will go with the uh, Conference USA Pitcher of the Week, Matt Miller. You look at his statistics, mm. 
just like everybody else on this starting staff. But uh, coming off that huge performance and win against Texas A&M last week when he muzzled the Aggies' bats for the year, he is a 1-0. He has an ERA of .50. He has pitched uh, 18 innings, 24 Ks in those 18 innings mm. with three walks. That's just salty. But like you said, you can go through the whole starting pitching for Louisiana Tech and get similar numbers. I mean, this staff has been – Brilliant. Yeah, year. Miller with the .50 ERA. Uh, Logan Robbins is scheduled to start on Saturday. He's 2-0 and on the year. He's got an ERA of 1.76. Logan Bailey scheduled to go on Sunday. He's got an ERA of 1.69, 16 innings pitch. So uh, the pitching staff, we gave the number following the uh, ULM game. Uh, overall, the pitching staff has just been ridiculous. You mean to tell me you can't find it with all your loose sheets of paper <laughs> in front of you? Oh, brother Aaron. I got pizza staying on some of them, you know. <laughs> How many pieces of pizza did you eat yesterday? Uh, just two, man. Just, just two? Yeah. Oh, well, it's, it's a dangerous a drive going out to West Washington. Just Washita. a trip to West Washita, <laughs> uh, you know. I'm cutting back, man. Okay. Yeah. Well, Swimsuit uh, season around see. the corner. I see. Yeah, I talked to your buddy uh, Billy Bell yesterday. Yeah. He wasn't too happy with the bench press. Yeah. Uh, is it good when you're 40, going on 47 and just kind of plateaued out? Same numbers he, as last he year. He blamed it on your Mardi Gras weekend. <laughs> <laughs> the coach throwing the player, the athlete, I use that term loosely, said, throwing said, him under the bus. I said, well, what do you think of Aaron's performance? It's just, ah, party a little bit too much at Mardi Gras. <laughs> There's probably a little bit of truth to that. Yeah, I thought it was. Uh, I thought he was speaking real truth. 23 reps at uh, 225. 23 and a half. Oh, get that half in there. Some are saying, though, if, it, if you know, the judge, the critical eye of the combine wouldn't have counted a number of those reps. Oh, really? You didn't go Not locking down? out. Not locking yeah. out. Haters. Yeah. Haters on the old man. Well, hey, to, to be doing that at your age, how <laughs> old you are, I give I tip the cap to you, Aaron. Uh, thank you, young whippersnapper. Uh, LSU versus Hawaii. You look at this matchup. Uh, Hawaii does have a pretty uh, salty pitching staff. That's what we found out from Chris Blair. Chris I, Blair's 11-year-old son. <laughs> yeah, 13-year-old son. Oh, sorry. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, that, that was news to me. But the, oh, Here it is. Uh, Hawaii's team ERA is 1.74. The Rainbow Warrior pitchers have allowed just 19 earned runs and 98 innings of work, 77 Ks in those 98 innings. So They don't have much sticks, though. They're only hitting a 244 as a team. Yeah, so – Maybe this will force LSU to, you know, maybe this kind of muzzles the bats, like you said, and forces the pitching staff to go out and win a few games. And the way Zach Kess has been pitching, I want to see if they can continue to build off of their previous success because we know how rocky of a start this starting pitching staff had earlier in the year. Hess uh, coming off being the uh, National Player of the Week after uh, striking out 13 against Toledo last week. Yeah, pretty, pretty salty. Uh, Gilbert, of course, will get to start uh, in game two. Other notes. Um, is that all for baseball? I believe so. Okay. Um, I want. Oh, you know, we got to mention Grambling, of course. Uh, they still Arkansas re Pamela. remain yeah. in uh, swag play, coming off their first series win uh, this past uh, weekend. So uh, Grambling on the road, jumping back into league play. All right. I want to get to a little bit of college basketball because this is the time of year where. If you, most people don't really watch the regular season and around conference tournament play. They're like, all right, I'm in. And then right before March Madness, they get really into it. So today, we've got some really fun matchups. And I've really kind of just circled the SEC and ACC tournament because those are the ones of most intrigue to me. Usually the Big Ten would be in there 
as well, but they played that last week because I don't know why. Uh, they wanted to play in New York for some reason. Um, but today you've got the Iron Bowl matchup. Remember when I talked about that matchup mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago? People were like, why are you talking yeah. about this basketball match? Because they're good basketball teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're playing again today, and Alabama has to – I think they have to win it to get in. So that's what makes it really intriguing. They play at noon. And the legend of Colin Sexton continues to oh, grow. Exactly. You, you heard that call earlier in the show, how brilliant that was. Um, he, here's my thing. is If you're A&M, how do you let him get the ball? You know, anybody but Colin Sexton gets that ball. Anyway, they play at noon. At 2 o'clock, you got Georgia versus Kentucky. Kentucky has seemed to have found something over the past couple of weeks. I want to see them continue to build off of that. Plus, I'll never turn down watching Yante Mayton. He's such a dominant force. Uh, he's had such a good season uh, in the SEC, and he, he willed the team to another victory yesterday against Missouri, uh, who had the return of Michael Porter Jr. And then later on, you got State versus Tennessee at 6 p.m. Um, I think Tennessee's got that. I just think Tennessee's built to, to beat teams that are guard-oriented, and that's what State is. And then um, in the nightcap, you got Arkansas and Florida, which Aaron on the text line says, do either of you want to put 20 bucks on the Arkansas-Florida game tonight? <laughs> no, I don't want to bet on that game, but uh, it should be a fun one uh, as, as both teams are very athletic. I wonder what side uh, Aaron wants to bet on. I don't know. I think it, somebody but, was – I don't think it was Aaron. Somebody was texting about Arkansas. I'm pretty fired up for the game tonight. Hmm. Who, you, who you got, Aaron? Let us know. Yeah. Um, and then on the ACC side of things, you got Clemson versus Virginia at 6 p.m. And Duke – Versus UNC at 8 p.m. Aaron, do you get into the Duke-North Carolina rivalry? No. Yeah. Well, because I'm just, you know, going off your list yesterday, it didn't seem like you gave too much. Um, well, when you're comparing that to running with the Bulls, I mean, come on. <laughs> what was I thinking? Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Well, they get to renew the rivalry again tonight. And uh, just for fun, I wrote down a couple of memorable moments. See if you remember these. All right. Shoot these off for you real quick. Uh one of the more recent ones, Austin Rivers, the three-pointer, the, mm-hmm. the buzzer beater, uh, Sub-Zero, as he was called back in the day before he became known as Doc Rivers' son. Uh, he had that three-pointer to win it, um, and they actually were down by – Duke was down by 10 points with two minutes left, came back to win that game. Uh, the J.R. can't read sign, of course you remember that. Uh, J.R. Reed was furious with that sign, came out and outplayed Danny Ferry in a North Carolina win. Uh, the Chris Duhon coast-to-coast play with the reverse land to win it in OT. That was another good one. And I found this out, Aaron, which I didn't didn't know about. Uh, there's actual footage. You can go on YouTube and find it. There was a fight between Duke's Art Heyman and North Carolina's Larry Brown. Yes, that Larry Brown, the legendary coach. This right. was in 1961. There's footage of them getting into a mad scramble and fighting. Uh, so look that up. That was pretty cool. It's black and white. Um that was a big moment. And then North Carolina uh, overcoming an eight-point deficit with 17 seconds left. One of the greatest comebacks. That was in 1974, one of the greatest comebacks in college basketball history. And then, of course, my favorite, the Gerald Henderson, Bloody, and Tyler Hansman. Oh, yeah. That was awesome. Uh, that I thought that really epitomized the rivalry, uh, getting Bloody in there. Uh, we look forward to a salty matchup between ULM and Georgia Southern. Can ULM Muzzle a Georgia Southern squad that is 20 and 11 on the year. You may remember the Warhawks when they really went on the tear and the run that they went on. It started on that trip to Georgia and it included yep. a win versus uh, Georgia Southern. 
in that ball game. Uh, Munnings had 26 points. McDaniel had 23. You look at ULM, and of course, the opening round victory was sweet for the Warhawks. But now the real challenge: can they win three games in three days? That's what's tough because we always talked about how short their bench is and how many or how few players they play. So that's going to be the challenge. How fatigued are they going to be? How are their legs going to be? Can they win three games in a row? Uh, they're scoring off against the Georgia Southern squad that has won four of their last five games. Eating up at the right time. Uh, this game down in uh, New Orleans, of course, Lakefront Arena, will tip off at 7.30. We mentioned, of course, uh, on the men's side, LSU and the Dunkin' Dogs season comes to an end. Last couple minutes here in the 7 o'clock hour. Uh, successful season for both these programs. I think you start with uh, Tech, and, you know, you finish the year with not exactly a salty record. But <laughs> you look at the issues that they had and the adversity that they faced. I mean, first of all, you start with you lose a seven-footer. You lose literally your second-leading scorer leaves the team at the beginning of the year, right, uh, right before or right after Christmas. That's yeah. a huge blow. Yeah. And then – Arguably your best player. I don't even know if it's that much of an argument. All-conference point guard battles injuries for a majority of the season. Never really gets back healthy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those are not just one, two, three big blows. Sure. And then you're trying to mix in a talented but inexperienced, when you're dealing with freshmen, class and trying to make them fit their roles into the system. Yeah. Um, that's what makes it tough when, when, when you're talking about what, what was this – a success or not, I think you still have to say it wasn't a success. I mean, the standard has been raised for Louisiana Tech basketball, and they simply didn't meet those expectations. Now, you need to take all those things into account when you're when you're reviewing the season and say, yeah, I mean, they were really up against it with all of these things going against them, but still you can't classify it as a successful season. And LSU, obviously, a huge uh, successful season for what they did in Will Wade's first year. Oh, no doubt. There's no doubt that – they were even in the conversation toward the end, you know, and they're like, and the other thing is when you look at the recruiting class that he's bringing in, that's where a lot of the optimism comes also. And the fact that Tremont Waters is coming yeah. back. I mean, it's just scored 28 points last night. Uh, when he gets some bigs to play with, he, they're going to be nasty. And Casey asked today's challenge. Is it to say salty and muzzled as many times as possible? That's what I was trying you to do. You caught on Casey. Yeah. That was the challenge. Yeah. People want to get in on this betting, too. Yeah. Ronnie says, if Aaron has Arkansas, I'll cover that 20. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like this is illegal somehow. 888-993-7762. We're going to talk a little high school basketball off to, after the break. Simsboro's head coach, Josh Brown, joins us as, of course, the Tigers continue to get ready to go for a state championship. The first one since 1975. You'll hear from another number of other area coaches coming up in the next segment. We're back after this. Thanks for listening to the best of the morning drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts.